Tales from the Plantation, Volume Thirty Three. Um, we've been a well, haven't been away for a while, but it has been about six Damn weeks or something. Um, but we're back. We're still in effect, live and direct. I am your host, Harry Tubman, leading you all to freedom. Who else have we got here? All right, it's your boy Tunde. That's TFTP underscore Tunde. T U N D E on Instagram and Twitter. It's buttons. Um, this is the only place you can find me. So that's that. It's your girl Nezzy. You can find me on Twitter at N E. Oh no. Either N E Z Z E T A or N E Z Z E T A. That's not confusing at all. Anywho, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a while, and a lot has happened in that. <laughs> a lot has happened in that time. Um, what? No, it's been a quiet. It's been quiet. Oh, it's true. Like it's literally, true. Not, nothing's not happened. Is, you know? Nothing. Nothing's happened. It's, it's even true. really slow. Even that's the funniest thing. So if you, okay, I say this is organized, but for all of you listening to the podcast, it's there is some level of organization. But I'll put topics in the group before we before we jump on most times. I'm but, sorry, what are we doing? Is this, is this like the PR line? Is that what we're going with? No. Or are we doing facts? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I've just opened the PR script. Yeah, I've got it. Okay, so line one. Yeah, we are an organised and well in advance. Yep. I said there's some level of organisation. So sometime, most times there will be a discussion of what we're going to discuss before we actually get on. However, so this week we, we, we had a list, we, we were super organized. I even had a Google Sheets and everything. And then this week just came in and just this weeked. So just before, um, what was this, yesterday, yesterday was it? Or oh, the day before maybe, um, there was a skit that went out. So there's a show on BBC3, we've talked about it before, Famalam. So there was a funeral maybe last, was it last year? Or no, it was last, I think it was last year, yeah. um, was last in their year. season two where they did a skit about slavery and the super work people on Twitter like collectively lost their crap and just went and were just crying and saying our ancestors would be turning their graves and I didn't care. Some other people didn't care, but sure. But this time, <laughs> this time they, uh, uh, yeah. I think they cared. I think they cared. Boy, yeah, this time, yeah. The ancestors, <laughs> the ancestors did not like what was going on with this one. Um, so I, I don't want to presume that everyone has the same viewpoint as me, but did everyone watch the Family Lamb sketch? The, the, the oh, I watched as much as I could stomach, but absolute crap. So yeah, I basically, think for me, yeah. Give me your vowel. Give me your consonant. Give me your vowel. No, no, hold on, hold on. Just just in case you don't know, the sketches are basically about Jamaican countdown. So it's like it's like, oh, what would you see on a Jamaican countdown? So actually, the the concept of it has the potential to be very funny. But That's the thing. It it could no, have been really funny. Up until up until a certain point, I actually think it was quite funny. Yeah. Like it it personally, it made me cringe and. I'm not here for it because I feel it's kind of one of them things where like someone takes the mick out of your siblings and yeah, you're yeah, like, no, don't come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> yeah, like, that's where that's where I'm at. For me, I'm like, oh yeah, 
like other Jamaican people find it funny. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. But then I see someone else laugh, and I'm like, what? No, but what are you laughing at? Yeah, 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 you're laughing. Do you a bit think, too hard. You're laughing a bit Do you too think hard. it would have been different if the people making it were actually Jamaican or even West Indian or not? No. No, no, no. Like, I feel like going through the BBC. It was the penis thing that to me that took it too far. Yeah, I think thing, literally. That was like, that's what. It, nah. It didn't make sense either. It didn't make sense it was in random. terms of. Like, it, it's not, it's not. In terms of countdown, if you're trying to parody the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's actually it, not how it works. That's not how the show goes. It's, so it's you're like, dumb. It's not, it's not relevant. Like, the. I, I understood them adjusting the the song that was played. I was like, cool, yeah, makes sense. Mm. That's fine, that's fine. It's not the best song, but I get what you're trying to do. Put a little bit more sauce on it. But then, yeah. yeah also, you, that song wasn't even Jamaican. Like, it was a Trinidadian. No, you mean, no, you mean the one at the You're talking about the one at the end, right? You're talking about the one at the end. Even... Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was Soka. So I was like, mmm. It wasn't even... You, I was like... like and that's, that's the problem <laughs> with the whole thing. It was just like full... It was just... You could tell... This was like, really, they, were, like, they should have put it at the end. Yeah, this, that's the thing. The it's like because this is what. Like, oh, this is literally when people say, like, when Caribbean people say, "Oh, this is what like Africans think of us." In a derogatory, that's exactly what we're thinking. Yeah, like that. It, it was literally yeah. that. Like all the all the all the things that we say about oh, like Africans don't just think the Caribbean. The whole of the Caribbean is Jamaica as evidence by putting the soccer tune at the end, which has nothing to do with Jamaica. Like, all these... So, I mean, and the, and the thing is, I think in all these... I don't, think, I don't want to say it's a diaspora war, but all these diaspora wars, the whole thing is about, like, a lack of knowledge and real understanding of the other... of the, of the other people... of other people. So it's the same kind of level of ignorance as Caribbean is kind of generalizing Africa to, like, a continent instead of, like, loads of different countries with different cultures and not mm. recognizing that a Nigerian is very different to someone from Zimbabwe and they have different cultures and different foods and different customs and you can't just have a generic African accent that you, you use because it's not the same for every country. Like, it was just all of that, but just with the Caribbean. And I just... Yeah. Which I, made it not funny. I completely agree. It lacked the... It lacked the nuance and I think there is definitely a role for like black comedy naturally and listen i'm not even gonna front yeah us jamaicans us caribbeans we are funny bunch like we are naturally funny and there are many laughable things that i will allow people to laugh at that it's okay for people to laugh at it's okay to mock there are like things that are surfacely funny and that's okay but i think where this lacks the like all it was all just higger hagger and mishmash and not like you're not it's not it that's not it it was basically yeah. <clears throat> no bro no i was just saying like i've i've written comedy before right and the easy the, the premise the setup was good the easy win there was to have jamaican contest contestants and then have like i don't know have an english uh host Right? Yeah, so, that been even, even when even when they were there and they spelt buckle, they're like, yeah, and they are adamant that's the word because that's how yeah. it's spelled, that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. That that is just a simple um, premise yeah. which actually sits. It's on the comedy. It's it's yeah. based on reality, and it's not just lazy. My my thing was like, we know that good comedy can be written. The example being um, Roll Safe, right? That character, which 
is definitely a stereotype. It's an exaggeration, but it's not offensive. Like, it's really cleverly done because it takes aspects of reality and just puts them into just hyper-realistic situations, right? That's, that's where good comedy comes from, being able to find the comedy in every day as opposed to just relying on lazy stereotypes. Because, like you say, if there had been Jamaicans writing this, they'd have mentioned to you, yeah, you probably don't want this one given that uh, dreadlocks were just banned from schools in Jamaica. Uh, Rastafarians are in a massive minority in Jamaica. They're not even an officially recognized religion in Jamaica or they're a minority religion in Jamaica because the church decides that you know, they still want to be running things. And the, the stereotypes around weed are just lazy and boring and played out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's all of this. To me, how the sketch came across was like, if a white guy, <laughs> if a white guy decided, oh, yeah, I think it'd be really funny to do like a uh, like, sort of Jamaican countdown thing. So, like, we have a guy smoking weed there. We'll have something about big penis, you know what I mean? And they're kind of their music, like from that region. So, it was all the, <laughs> it was literally if a white guy had thought of the sketch and then had done it. And I was like, how as black people, because my thing is, Tom Mucci is a funny guy. And that's the thing, the premise of it was, the premise of it was, and that's the thing, like, I've watched so many of Tom Mucci's sketches, like the back in, like the stuff that he was doing on Instagram and stuff like that. And he's a funny guy. So I was just like, man, how did you miss the mark so much of this? But I think in a way it may have unintentionally for him exposed like some of the, like, because his, his, if you saw his comment, his thing was like, ah, but we mock uh, sort of, um, I know Nigerian African aunties, aunties Nigerian aunties, so it's the same thing. We'll just yeah, but do you know, do you know it's not the same? Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the same. And what this sketch did is expose his own prejudice. And that's like, I don't agree with the premise that just because we're black, we can't be racist or ignorant. For me, that is definitely untrue. And I think, unfortunately, it exposed some of the stereotypes and prejudice that he's probably unconsciously or consciously, I don't know, bought into. And yeah. even even where you're saying like, oh, the white guy who would say like, oh, it's the music from that region. I mean, that we would say, oh yeah, but he's white. He lacks the cultural sensitivity and the, you know, he's not able to realize the, the nuances between the differences. Yeah. And unfortunately, even as black people, we do that I in and of ourselves. That. Like I will, I will be the first to hold my hand up and say that I laugh <laughs> fully at like African auntie sketches and everything. But if I was going to write one myself, I would make sure that my team, and it's the same thing that we've been saying to, to white people, white people, and make sure that my team is representative of that or that I have the, like I'm not just writing within or existing within an echo chamber. I think wherever, whatever perspective you are representing or you're trying to present, you need to, like, you, you need to sound test that. You need to sound check that. You True. need to ensure that you've got people feeding into the creation of that content that represent that culture. Because even some things I say off the mark and I have friends who are like, no, sis, that ain't it. But see, here's, here's the other thing as well. I don't think I would... I, I, I would actually venture to say that I probably wouldn't write an African auntie sketch. Like, I just don't think that in my position as a Caribbean, like, British-born Caribbean person, 
who, even though I do have like friends who are Nigerian or, you know, from Ghana, whatever, I would say probably I have, yeah, my primary, my more of my friends are probably from the Caribbean. And I do have, I do have like what I would call family friends or like extended family who are from that culture. I wouldn't think that I would have the cultural insight to write that sketch in a way that's fully representative and nuanced and that would give like full respect to that culture so I just wouldn't write it like I wouldn't write a sketch about that yeah, I think it's... I could write a sketch about for example um a group of black British like friends or teens or whatever in London who some of which were Nigerian or whatever or Ghana because I think I think I have like a connection enough to that to write it with authenticity I don't think I could write a sketch about an African auntie and feel that I was doing it justice because I just don't think I have I don't think I have the insight. So that's what confuses me. Why a group of guys who are not Caribbean would write a sketch. Wait, stop, 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 stop. We need to get a fact straight. So it's not that there's no Caribbeans there. There were Caribbeans there. It wasn't Jamaican. Obviously, it wasn't Jamaican. That's my point. So obviously, they wouldn't have been, they couldn't have been Jamaicans. Because I personally, I don't think, I couldn't see a Jamaican co-sign in that sketch. I couldn't see. I could see. Maybe he might say, maybe he might say it. He might say that, yeah, there was a Jamaican there. In which case, boy, I don't know for that person. I think there could be one Jamaican, possibly, who was outnumbered. But And I could definitely see a British-born Jamaican whose parents were even, weren't even born in Jamaica doing that because they're not really that connected to Jamaican culture in the same way. Wait, let me finish. I don't think they're connected to Jamaican culture in the same way. And I think that's, again, part of the problem. Like, if you're going to write something or if you're going to do art, do your research it, it actually wouldn't have been that they could have actually done it even as people who weren't caribbean even if they just watched some jamaican comedians so jamaican comedian like oliver samuels if you just watched four oliver samuels sketches on youtube you could have had i think had enough of an insight into like jamaican comedy and jamaican culture to actually oh, add some nuance to that sketch if you'd even just run that script past a jamaican like i i think that doing like research is a dangerous game because say that example you just gave in terms of um watching some jamaican comedians that doesn't tell you what not to include or what not to say in order to navigate those pitfalls you actually need somebody from that culture on your team and somebody to speak to navigating the nuances uh, doing research in that regard i don't think helps you bring i think out. it does though i don't think it would have been i don't think it would have done everything but i think it would, it would have mean that they could have done better than what they did and even having one person on your team i don't think would be enough i think if you're going to do something like that is... if something that's so highly sensitive you need to have more than one person on your team just to be like oh yeah actually i'm fine with that because we say that all the time we're like oh the one black friend who was cool with the joke but the rest of us aren't yeah, but here's here's the thing. It's like, I hear I hear what you're saying, but that's just not how writers' rooms work. Like the the reality is, you will have a whole team who are writing this. So, I think it's like like Button said, doing your research probably isn't going to cut it. So it's about making sure that your writers your writers in the room are varied enough to be able to actually look at this and and check it. And what you don't want is for your room to then turn into that echo chamber. Because, yeah, what you, you, you as, a, as a comedy writer, you've got to be careful because you don't want it to just come across too safe because then it's boring, it's bland. Yeah. But there is also that 
benefit of having multiple writers who are then able to focus on the different sketches. I, I, I don't know how their room is set up. I don't know how they've, they've done it. But in reality, if you are going to be covering um, sketches from across black culture, you want to make sure that your room is representative of that black culture. And you can come up with the ideas. Nothing wrong with you coming up with an idea and handing it over to another writer. They do it all the time on the bigger shows where someone just goes, you know what, I think there's something in this, but I'm not the person to write it, and you hand it off. Like, you don't need to go and do that extra research if it's not your space, if it's not your voice. Because that's, that's the other thing. Comedy comes... Oh, exactly. The- they should have just given somebody else. I'm saying, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write something about... I wouldn't be the primary writer for something about an African auntie. I could have the idea and be like, I think that would be funny. But I would want somebody who was actually in that culture to be the person who was, like, guiding it and, like... I could be like, oh, this is my idea, but I wouldn't put myself in the position of being the, because I would know that I probably would miss the mark on some things. Yeah. And so for me, it's the lack of insight into not even thinking beforehand, okay, I've had this idea that could potentially play out in a way that's offensive. I'm probably not the primary person. I have this idea. I'm probably not the primary person to steer it in a way that avoids those things. So let me give it to somebody else. Like the lack of insight is the problem. It's the ignorance for me, and that's that. On that. <laughs> no, I, so I, I think that's the thing. As a, as a comedian, as a comedian, you're always, you're always gonna try and make jokes out of jokes out of everything. To me, I don't think it's. I think you lot are saying a lot of deep stuff, but I don't think it's as deep as all of that. Like it's literally as simple as. Sorry. <laughs> what is going on? I got it. <laughs> What is happening? Can you imagine? Do you know what? This, this podcast you know what's is funny turning about into a joke thing now. Do you know what's funny about this? He came with the most energy. Started, he was proper on some now, guys. We need to be starting on time and becoming oh correct. Word, bro. And he literally the has guy, his mic to take is, He's what's, mad. He's what mad. What is happening? Anyway, my, my point is, I don't think it's even... My thing is that you could have just run it past a couple Jamaicans. Just run the script past, like, send it to a few... Of, he has friends in comedy. Just Jamaican friends and send it to a couple guys. Like I know a Jamaican comedian. Just send it to them. And say, ah, oh, do you think this should? And if they say, you know what, nah, bro, that's that's not that's not gonna run. You send it to a couple of people you respect and say, like I'm saying, all of what you guys said is true and correct. But he didn't even need to go through all of that effort. He literally could have just okayed it. You with said a few that, people. but I honestly don't. I don't trust. Um, not been. I mean, no shade. Oh no, I here we go. But that Jamaican man, here we go. Yeah, but I don't. I don't trust you guys in in in. I don't trust you, mm. the one, when I say you guys, I mean the ones who are in prominent positions in Position. comedy to... <laughs> to I, know, I, I hear what you're saying, but do you think we're... Because because of the content that I've seen them produce. Imagine if he comes out now I and says, yeah, I read it past bare guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Imagine. I showed this to Big Nasty and Big Nasty was cool. Would you be surprised? I would. You? No, Big Nasty, I would. No. Yeah, Big Nasty, I would. I don't think new, Big Nasty wouldn't. Big Nasty's not down for that 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 kind of stuff. I, I don't think. No, I, no. I'm just, I saying, I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I hear I'm you're not, saying. I, I wouldn't have the confidence first. But here's the thing. If if but to me, if that was the case, and you ran it past, nah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You're you're right. It it does need. But that's what I mean. If you need people in the room, you need because I I think at the end of the day, to do a sketch like this. Nah, you just, you need actual Jamaicans. I think you even need actual Jamaicans in the sketch or Jamaicans to, to train you on how to 
to at least be authentic in some way authentic with your patwa. Like I, I think it, that's what it's difficult. You even the even the penis thing. I, I don't need to broaden it. It's not even about Jamaicans. Like they, let's broaden it to black people. The penis thing is like an offensive stereotype about black people in general. Like whether you're Jamaican or not, that should offend you. Yeah, I just think that I like the whole big black man business. I don't think that's that's not I, yeah, that's me, like a black man. Yeah, for me, it's like because let's be honest, right? Let's not start acting up now. Let's be real. We've been letting the accent thing slide for a very long time. So it would be mighty, like it would be very high and mighty of us to pull that apart as the big issue as to why this. Skin no, that's not the biggest issue. Out. No, that's not the biggest. Like, issue. That for me isn't even it. It's as Nezi said, it's the points at which you try to make humour out of something that is actually offensive. And comedy is always about finding the line. And for me, that bit is where I missed the mark. Like, that is literally the point at which I stopped watching because I was like, I can't engage. Yeah, that's the thing. Because comedy can be offensive, but I just, that wasn't even funny. Yeah. That's the sad thing. Poor and because thing. that's so, like, steeped in... Best, like that's just that's just a yeah. very that's you, if you, yeah. If you're doing stuff like that, you better at least be really funny when you offend me. You know what I mean? That's my thing. No, but even you, then, I ain't finna laugh at how the slave master used to overly sexual overly sexualize. Yeah, no, you can't like, redo that one. Like that, that one will never be funny until the reparations are in my hands. Then I'll laugh. Then it, then it will cackle. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of um sexualization, uh, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if everyone's seen it. I haven't seen it, but um, actually, no, no, no. Before, before that, sorry, I'm going to stick another topic, sneak it in there, j- related to this, um, because I think it was actually an interesting conversation. So we're not really ones for celebrity gossip and blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. But I'm, I don't know if you guys saw the Megan the Stallion, she got so- shot by Tory Lanez, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now the internet were talking wild about it for weeks and weeks. I didn't really want to say anything because I don't. She didn't say that who shot her. So I thought, I don't. It's not none of my. It's none of my concern. But now but she if said. If we're honest, though, there were only three people in the car, and she was still talking to her best friend. So. But listen, boy, listen. All, all I'm saying is, I don't. I don't know. But I didn't read enough into the story. I didn't like. She didn't say any. She didn't say this is the person who shot me. So I didn't. I didn't. Whatever. But now she's come out and said, "Yo, this guy shot me." Um. And I think one of the things that seems to be going around is that people are upset. And I think that I did see Chance the Rapper speaking about, who spoke about it, but they're upset at the lack of um, support, um, support, support from, yeah, it's support from, from black um, male rappers. There was, yeah, she was, uh, no, that's what she, she was saying, but that's what they was. Wait, no, it no? wasn't black male rappers. It was black men support black women. Does it? Not rappers, not those that work in music, black men, all I uno. All of us. Every single one I uno. <laughs> Is that an authentic act? No, joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think what's, yeah, I think it, it's, it's, what was, what was crazy? I, 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 okay, this is one thing I think happens sometimes with social media. There are a couple of, there are a few people who say idiotic things, but it, it gets blown up into saying that everybody said it. But what I saw was I did see a couple of people saying, "Oh, she's a snitch." I thought, "What's going? What's going on?" Here? Like, there's a whole bunch of conversations in that. One is like black men not protecting black women again. And what was what was sad to me was that she was saying like, "I didn't really say I didn't want to say anything to the police because I know what the police are like 
when it comes mm-hmm. to black men getting shot. And I thought... She didn't say black men, she said black people in general. Because she oh, said she was trying people. to... Not, yeah, I think she was trying to do herself as well. Okay, yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. herself. But I think him implicitly in that as well. So I think yeah. it's a bit crazy that she got shot by someone, but she still didn't want to shop into the feds because, she, like, because of how the police are and how much trouble it could cause. So I just thought, ah, oh, man. Do you want to, I felt I felt a bit despondent. I thought this is this is personally this is yeah. terrible. I've I've I I aim in life to have stamina like Meg because one her physical stamina because them knees be working yeah and I be looking for that. So that's the first bit. And once again, she showed us stamina of character because with a whole bullet in my foot, who would I be protecting but myself, please? Who? The answer is nobody. 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 No. No. Literally. True. I would have said, yo, yeah, he shot me. Straight. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) Live and direct. Yeah, right. Yeah, he shot me. Take him away. Take him away. You know that, you know that um, meme that was going around of, of, is it Lenny Henry? When he was doing the thank you speech and everyone was like, me at the Fed, that would be me. And they were like, who did it? I'd be like, it was this person, it was Tory. (laughs) Yeah, but this is the thing. And and this is the other thing. What I'm, what I'm, I'm sick of. This is the thing. I'm a middle, I'm a middle class black kid. I'm not in any sort of life or even adjacent to it. But it's obvious to anyone with any sort of half brain that snitching does not apply to just everybody and everything. If I call the police now in my house because I got burgled, I'm not a snitch. She got shot by somebody. She's not a snitch. She's just a rapper who makes music. Like she's not involved in gang life. Of course, she's allowed no, to no, tell the police. It's not even. Ridiculous. That's not even. There's a difference as well because for me, snitching is seeing something happen that you ain't got no business to do with, and then being like, "Oh yeah, this." Like you would snitch on your siblings. Oh look, my sister broke this. I'm gonna go tell my parents. Not, I got punched. I got I got shot in the foot by someone who is of no relation to me that I have no real business or relationship with other than we, we hung out one day or a couple of days after um, quarantine radio went off and popped off, right? If, if you are shooting me in the foot, and I think it was both feet, right? It was both feet. Yeah, it was both feet. Yeah. No! Nah! Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know how? I think that's you know so. It's so disrespectful when I think about it. I, like disrespectful doesn't even encapsulate it. Disrespectful was just. It's kind of psych. It's it's kind of psychopathic to me. He's a psycho, isn't he? Boy, and, I, and I, see, I, look at you, I, lots I, of quarantine radio. Anyway, joking. I'm joking. No, <laughs> stop it. Well, the rise and fall of Tory Lanes. That's going to be one hell of a Netflix show in two years, bro. I'm to, telling you, anybody with a Tory in their name, you just know it's a problem already. To, <laughs> with a Y in the end, not I, because there's some dope Tory Kelly, we got, yeah, Tory we got Kelly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Tory with a Y, it's a no for me. Yeah. I do think that what's interesting was, like, I'm not usually one to say people are have an agenda, but I thought it was interesting that Megan actually said the reason she didn't call the police was because she knew how the police around black people and she wasn't going to try to get shot or have anyone else get shot. And then people, like, some people on Twitter took that and were just like, 
she was trying to protect Tori from being shot above herself kind of thing. And I was like, well, no, actually. Oh, right. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not the agenda really against the black man. Yeah, there were people like, oh, a black man who was trying to protect, protect the black man. And there was, you know, there's like divest Twitter, which is basically black women who are just like, we should divest from black women entirely. Cause Wait, just... what's that? Divest. Oh, what is this? It's like it's like um, basically <laughs> black women who, who think that you should, who just basically advocate for black women divesting from black women completely. What, what does that mean? Basically, Divest. basically, we've been putting too much effort into protecting y'all, and we ain't feeling the the results. It's not. Yeah, so they're basically the, saying just the value exchange, the ROI on this, the conversion. <laughs> is not, the conversion is it's not, not it. The conversion is not <sighs> it. We're paying like five hundred million pounds per click. And the click we're getting is not even qualified traffic. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Dude, basically. So there's a hashtag that was called Black Women Stay at Home. Um, hashtag Black Women Stay at Home when it was the marches. They were basically saying Black Women shouldn't march for Black women. Wait, hey, wait, wait. What? I mean, it's not that wild. You know what? You know what? I don't know. At this point, can you actually blame them? Like, No, yeah, it's, not it's, about blame, it's not about blaming them, but it, it's not... No, but black, women, but black women get shot too. Not no, even no, even if they do, right? Even if they do, the point is when we do get these marches, look at who the main focus is. There had to be a whole extra hashtag for say her name because black women kept being left out of the conversation. Yeah, so, we march primarily for black men. It's usually even look at who who are usually the catalysts for marches or things. It's, it's, black, it's usually black, it's black men. People. It's black the, first, men. the first time I've seen anything with this level of. Brianna Taylor, and even then, the Brianna Taylor thing kind of went a bit left. And also, it's, it's Brianna like, Taylor still hasn't resulted in anything. Arrest Brianna Taylor, yeah, exactly. cops that kill Brianna Taylor. It's just all this TikTok stuff, and it all became a bit like oh, I don't know. It almost like a joke. I don't know. No, nah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit weird. I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't say anyone was bad for doing it, but it all just felt a bit like I don't know. Performative is yeah, the yeah, it's just a bit like this is not gonna. Is this really the thing that's gonna? I don't know. Is she it wasn't performative. Just... It, it trivialized her death, I think. But yeah, I, but in a way. The point but that, is, is, that is like the definition of performative allyship. It's doing the gestures, but without connecting it to an actual action or an actual cause. So there's no meaning or mm. substance behind it. That, for me, yeah. makes it performative. Like, regardless you like of what you're doing. You basically memed her. Legit. And also, I would um, chuck a caveat in there because actually there are still, as as much as there are the, like, um, hashtag stupid foolishness and the TikTok dances for Arrest the Cops that killed Brianna Taylor, there are also some really solid movements that are trying to um, advocate justice for her and her family. So Mm. I would caveat by saying we're not saying all of the campaigns yeah. Um, that that speak to that are trash, but some of them are. Some of them were a bit. Some of smell a bit yeah. performative. Do you know what I mean? Smell a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I think they. I think that. Um, I think it was interesting that, yeah, the divest Twitter basically were just like, look, black women. This is the reason why you need to divest from black men. She didn't report to the police because she was more worried about protecting this black man than she was protecting herself. Um, and he shot her, and we need to stop coddling black men and stop protecting black men. And I was like, actually, I think I think Megan was protecting herself more That's so like than just to... Tory Lanes, because like 
she could easily have got shot by the police as well. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah, I, it could have been both, but I guess we, I, just I don't know. Know. Yeah, we don't know. We just we don't know. We don't know what her motivations were, but I think the conversation that has come out of it is a valid one. And I think, you know, what, what do Harry and Dindy have to say on why black men don't support black women with the same vim? I would like to pass this to Tindy. I mean, I'd like to point out the fact that Nezi is currently leaning on a black man right now. So <laughs> I believe the divest movement has lost its main proponent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lost it. Yeah, it's three o'clock in the morning. Where you been? I was with my girlfriend. I saw Keisha. Sorry. Go on. Yikes. 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 That is all I can say. That. But also, to be honest, right, like, it's, it's understandable. It's very understandable, right? Because, Meg, the way, the way we treat black women when it comes to their trauma, it's like we don't, we don't take it seriously until there's a death involved. And when there's a death involved, so it's like, oh, say her name, oh, arrest the cops that, um, that, that killed Breonna Taylor. Oh, no, this is terrible. But when women are constantly telling you about, oh, yeah, I'm actually terrified to reject men because they threaten violence. I'm terrified to hang out with men because they end up threatening violence or some kind of thing. Domestic abuse, this. Like, they are constantly explaining to you the dangers of yeah. an everyday life. Like, she was, she was just chilling. She was in a pool, hanging out. And like people have said on Twitter... If it had been, um, what's our Kylie, face? Kardashian. Kylie Jenner. Kylie. If it had been Kylie who'd oh been Oh my gosh, shot, we would that. never have stopped hearing the end of it. Oh my word. Like, it would have been on site. On site. Yeah. Even if he pinched her. <laughs> on site. Even if he pinched her. <laughs> right? And now Megan has, Megan has been shot, has had the decency to try to be like, listen, I'm not going to call the police because I know that it could go very left. And then for Tory to start moving mad, sending his publicist to be denying all of this, all of this, yeah. instead of him to move, instead of him to come correctly and come humbly and be like, listen, whatever happened, I'm really sorry. At least come. No, no, he couldn't. You can't. Apology to Tinder, you couldn't. You can't. It's important. No, 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 no. You, there's, I'm not saying he's going to fix it. No, no, but I'm saying you shot someone in the foot. If it, I'm not going to lie. If it was me and I shot someone in the foot, I'm doubling down. I have to just go full trash. You can't. You can't no, no, that no. Now. You shot someone speak. in the foot for no. for something they did at a party. You're you're unhinged. You have to just listen. go full throttle. You have to go See, full listen. trash. Okay, okay, guys. Here. I'd like to. Sorry, buttons. Before you do, I would also like to join the divest from black. <laughs> <laughs> I realized Harry was out here moving. Yo, listen. Now we've just we've just experienced the second cancelling of Harry Tubman. Second? It's like the fifth. <laughs> to be honest, I'm surprised we still have him on here. Yeah. Have him. It's a new podcast. We, anyway, we, did, we, we did the whole PR line at the start as well. Ruined <laughs> Correct it. Honestly. You ruined it. I just You're think You're ruining it. You're ruining it. ruining it. I just think regardless of what you do, yeah, there is always a road back. And sometimes true, it's like true, if you're arguing true. with somebody and that like, I am classic wrong and strong. Like if we get into a debate and halfway through, I realise, rah, this person's actually chatting sense. I ain't back. <laughs> you down. go through that to the end. I ain't to the end. 
yeah all, all of when you think the argument's done it's not done right but if i like even then yeah if i like mess up seriously and someone still has my back i kind of have to you have to humble yourself some points in life you have to take the road of humility there is no there is no other path i think i think with him gone no, I was going to say, you know what's, what, what's also interesting, though, is that Tory Lanez must have known in the back of his mind how other black men would respond as well. Like, I think there is a collective understanding amongst black men about how, how other black men will respond to how they will treat black women. And the knowledge of, frankly, the lack of response is part of what empowers them to continue that kind of behaviour. Yeah, because if you thought if you thought you re- if think, you really if, thought you got ostracized, that he would burn all. If you if he thought that him doing what he did to Megan Thee Stallion would Game burn over. all his bridges in the, in the music industry, that all the black male rappers would be like, "You're cancelled." Like we're taking we're off our tracks, all of that. Da, da, da. I think. I mean, obviously, he sounds like he's a, he's a he's got a few. You know, he's a couple of Chris short of a packet anyway. But like, I think he would have still thought twice about doing it if he thought that the ramifications would be so serious that it could it would completely destroy his career but as i was saying to um yeah as i was saying to somebody else that actually like he can probably still release a track from prison or do whatever and he will still have a career yeah, after man, this we'll i don't even think, oh, even I, if I, actually prison, think I don't think he will not have a career i actually think, I think if it will. had been for the conversation if it if the conversation afterwards didn't happen then um then he could have still released a track. I think now, not so much. Yeah, it would probably be. It would. It would be. It would be difficult. But yeah, I, I do think there's a point that there about how, yeah, collectively. Well, it's just like the time where I said something about kids not, you know, any dad that doesn't want to see their kids or whatever, and they have the opportunity to and they don't is trash, and I got pushback on it because there were all these things about oh, but you don't know the relationship he has with a baby mom and blah blah. blah. It just underlined to me that really you can just do it like black men you just do anything. Someone's gonna, someone's, someone's gonna rock you, huh? Who said that? Let's not go there, but I, I'm just saying, like, some at the end of the day, that as a black man, I think there's just a level of people will still rock with you. I mean, R. Kelly is not, as I know, everyone says R. Kelly is quote unquote cancelled, but you have to remember one, his streams went up, two, there's people who still, there's people who still support him, like. Yeah, I think it's very difficult to cancel. Uh, yeah, I mean, how do you really cancel a, a black man? I mean, I, I don't even like to get into the it's whole It's hard to cancel thing. anybody in general, but I definitely yeah, you can't think, really. But... I definitely think that it's actually harder to cancel. Like, there is, and this is the thing, people were like, oh, it's so terrible that, like, male rappers haven't come out and spoke about this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, hold on, are we not going to acknowledge that hip-hop like as it's an like industry grossly misogynistic it's like anyway. grossly misogynistic and it's not i, I mean i think ev- everywhere like loads of music genres are genres are but i'm just saying because let's talk, let's talk for, yeah. yeah for ourselves like it's very misogynistic so what? why would all the men who don't care about like snoop dog <laughs> snoop dog a couple of months ago saying he was going to pull up on a 60 something year old woman <laughs> like <laughs> these are not men who who have any behavior in general boy yeah no no i think i think you're right like i think it is that it's that whole thing of um yeah it, it's it is a bit silly actually to even expect it 
like if you go around calling like everyone bitches and whatever like you just gotta that's what it's just gonna be it's just gonna be yeah but it's okay as long as women then get to sing about how um wet and gushy (laughs) how what what, sorry sorry today what was that how what Wet, 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 and gushy. I believe that's the. I believe wet that's the radio gushy. version. Is that actually <laughs> the radio version? Yeah, so, it is. So that's W-A-P. I thought it was W A P. I thought it was P for like. Wet, wet. It stands for worship yeah. and praise. Everybody knows I that. I thought it was watch us pray. <laughs> watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. That's and pray. Come on, bro. What that that, anyway. that, card, that, that Cardian, <laughs> Cardian Megan uh, worship album, I love it. Yeah, yeah, man. And I just um, say, yeah, those two feet, like in terms of Meg's the conversation around Meg at the moment, and I say Meg because she's homely, like standard. The conversations around her just prove stick with a black man, else for days. Support other black women, the win is there. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that like, you can't argue with the facts. I can see your face push up, but you can't argue with the facts. You're saying that Cardi has, has lost in this. No, I think she's saying that Megan was losing while she was hanging out with Tori. Yeah, she oh, No, but she's no, but she's also saying Cardi B, Cardi B's also because didn't Cardi offset cheated on Cardi B or something like that. So No, but like when everyone the, took when L's. two black women come together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. I know. And yeah. To be honest, it's, it's, all I think it really is is she made the mistake of hanging out with Kylie Jenner. That family is dangerous. Have you ever Honestly, seen what, what black, what black person now. comes into contact with the Kardashians Honestly. and comes out better? None of them. Do you know what? It's so at this point, I honestly wonder. You can make some kind of film about this, like, like a like a thriller, and call it. I'm just, I don't know. What I'm just call saying. It, but... Yeah, they did. It's called Get Out. <laughs> yeah, but with the actual the whole like the four sisters and everything, I don't know. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is actually Kanye West. Like, I'm really confused. Did no one else get that from the film? Well, Kanye told us. Kanye, Kanye told us himself. He said, "I am the guy in Get Out." Yeah, legit. Anyway, so back to this thing. So the conversation. I don't really want. I I've not seen it. I won't. I'm not going to see it. So I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't need to get into a conversation about it. I already feel like I know enough from just hearing what everyone else has said about it but what i do want to have the conversation the video like it's a great vi- it's the artistic direction on the video is actually top okay f- all i can say is from what everyone has said the song itself is not great it's just an it's just an iconic video because you know it's them too but as far I- as i've heard, as far as i've heard the song is not good but that's what i expect because most music nowadays is not good so i i I'm not surprised about that. I would say good. most charts music is not good. Sorry, most sorry, yeah, of course. Most chart music is not good. So that's not really that's not really a, a you know, that's whatever. But what I do want to talk about is th- there seemed to be a massive outrage about this from just everybody. And well, not from everybody, from a lot. So th- there was two, in fact, there was just only two sides as there is nowadays. There's never uh, any nuance or anything in the middle. No middle there was just there was just this is the best thing ever to happen to I mean, this is just a great celebration of black women and just winning. And then the other one was, this is the most disgusting, uh, like, I don't know, uh, what's, what's it called? No, the the picture, structure, picture of what society has become nowadays. We've become over It was, it was grotesque. It was vile. It was, yeah. it, just, it was just too, it was just too, too graphic. 
That's all it was. All right, Russell Brand. I love, I love, I love my black women. I really want my black women to succeed. But did it have to be that vulgar? Yeah, but I. So I don't. I. I, I hear the accent you're putting on, but this this the critique though was coming from a lot of people. So it was coming from American white conservatives, conservatives coming from black men, and it was the woman in the Simpsons. You know, the woman in the Simpsons was like, "What about the children?" It was literally yeah, yeah, that. yeah. It was yeah, it was it was it was like that. It was like that. <laughs> what I, so what I so what that I do think? Made, wait, hold on. The two things that actually made me like actually laugh in terms of critique was the what about the children thing, which I thought was hilarious. And I don't know if we're going to discuss that, but yeah. And the other one was the people who were like, this video has set feminism back 15 years. Okay, that, so, that, so, that, so that thing, I think maybe we should just start there first and just say, no, it hasn't. And then we could just move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it's set feminism I mean, back 15 years. Obviously, that's ridiculous. But to think that one video could do that. Um, what? But I do think I do think Uh-oh. that it's what I found troubling was that mm. when feminists spoke about how this could possibly not be progressive because in a patriarchal society, women are constantly objectified and often hypersexualized in mass media. That actually, the hyper that we that we need to always interrogate how much agency women have when they produce content like this. As in self-interrogate other women, not have other men tell us. And that it's not the same as men policing our bodies, but that women need to self-interrogate whether how much agency they have when they are producing content like that in a in a context where women always where women often have to be hypersexual in order to sell things. I found it troubling that that critique was lumped, was put in the same um Boat as a con- bracket, bracket as the, the men who were policing Cardi B and, and Megan because I don't think it's coming from the same place and I think it's a valid concern and it just what it, it was weird to me that I just feel like um that, that the problem was that you couldn't even say it and I understand and I, I tweeted it and then I got lots of quote tweets from the usual suspects on Twitter being like we're not talking about it because women like nobody has nobody says anything about black male rappers when they do whatever, so you can keep your opinion. So hold your opinion. And I was just like, well, first of all, Twitter, I can say whatever I want. I'm not going to hold my opinion. And um, and second of all, actually, like, me personally, I am consistent in my critique of both black men who do that kind of stuff and also black women. Anyone who knows me, I listen to that kind of music, whoever it comes from, black men or black women, I'm not into it. So it's not an inconsistent critique for me. I understand that other people, for other people it is, but for me, it's the same. It's not how can I can I can I pause it? Can I pause it a second and say a second opinion? What about yeah. the possibility that you actually have been um you don't have agency because you are parroting the talking points of men? So really your agency to believe that viewpoint is actually not your own agency and is actually a patriarchal agency in itself. So you in turn And that is and that is a and that is a valid that is a valid and that is a very valid point and a and, a, and that's what I'm saying. I think it's valid to ask all these questions. Like I think, I think especially, especially for me as somebody who's brought up in a in a Christian environment, to question whether a lot of what what I've been taught about sexuality actually comes from like guilt and from you know messages I've had in church that like basically tell me that my sexuality is dirty and that I shouldn't be in, in tune with my sexuality. Again, as women, I feel like it's okay to question. Just like, for example, when um, a Muslim woman wears um, hijab, 
I think it's, it's I think it's I'm, I'm not Muslim to speak on it but I'm saying I think it's appropriate for Muslims to question am I wearing this hijab because I want to or because I live in a context where I feel a pressure that if I don't wear it I will be shunned or I will be seen as less than a blah 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 I think all those things are appropriate questions to ask I think we just shouldn't have an environment where we can't even ask those questions um I, 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 I agree but I think at a certain point I was just going to say just to jump in at a certain point you have to be able to have your own opinion like you can't just investigate it forever and ever at some point you have to be like you know i this is my this is what, what, I, this is what I think but anyway buttons go on what were you going to say so i <clears throat> i hear the point that you know we as women we should look at our motivations and and investigate how much usually how much agency we have but for me the motto or the premise that I apply to every single thing is if somebody if somebody wants to do something or somebody wants to present themselves in a certain way who am I to tell them otherwise and I I will never understand why so many people feel that they have the right to dictate what other and comment on what other people do with their bodies like I get the critique that you know women have been overly sexualized and um so that's not something that I personally want to play into but at the same time if somebody else's um way of dealing with that or somebody else's approach is to reclaim their sexuality and to do it on their own terms and this is what that looks like it, I just feel like that's on that's on them and for them. And who I are me to judge? Yeah, who am I to judge? I can either celebrate it or I can keep quiet. I actually, and and I also think that even if I strongly disagreed with it as an approach, understanding the like the lack of nuance and understanding in that people don't read nuance on social media people just read a headline and move on understanding all of that i just don't think it was the time and place for critique yeah i don't think that black women or black men should like sometimes we have to accept that our the power of our voice and the power of our opinion goes beyond just reflecting what we think and feeds into like a cultural moment Mm. And I just don't think it was the time for that. Like, yeah, it's, it, no, I, I'm not, I, personally, I'm not ready to hear any critique. Yeah, and I've, I've been saying this, a lot of the, I think a lot of the problem lies in the fact that we're very bad at just facing front and doing our own. Mm. Like, it's, it's, there are some things where you're, you're allowed to say, okay, for me, I wouldn't do this. But for you, do you? Like, it, it's, 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 that's, very the tweet. that's it that's the tweet yeah it's very valid for you to be like personally i wouldn't do this personally i'm not too i'm not too comfortable like i wouldn't play this song or um i, I wouldn't i personally don't think i could do something like that in the video whatever it was yeah but at the end of the day i think people just need to normalize minding your business <laughs> that's really what we need to do and that's the hashtag sorry no i don't know i just we have a podcast talking about we have a podcast literally talking about things all the time so but, i'm allowed to have an opinion of whatever the hell i want 
I said, talking about? I said, have your opinion, but, but that's not for you to then put judgment on other people. So, for example, yeah, for example, I don't know if I would have come on a podcast looking like Harry does right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I try to make sure I look fresh on it. Am I gonna? Am I gonna? Am I gonna tell him? Okay, look, bro. You need to you need to fix up. You gotta make sure that you come on looking fresh to every podcast. No. Nah. Well for, for the listeners, for the listeners, um, Harry has now gone offshore to I can only assume to get changed. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would, but you know, like that's just how we do. I, I, I this guy's looking out here looking like Destiny's <laughs> Child for the Survivor video. What's to talk to me? Move. Anyway. <laughs> 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 I like them boys up top for the. Beat. I I think I don't I, I think this is this is um I think that's a bit of a cop out to be honest I think I think especially when it comes to these woke <laughs> woke talking points like everybody wants to be like oh we should just normalize running our business when it comes to anything else everyone's in everybody's business all the time and I just think no like culture music art everything culture is there to be critiqued. Like culture is created by us as people and by and part of what creates culture is the art that we put out there. So it's important for us to critique art. It's important for us to critique black art. You, I think there's conversations to be had about why critique, black women are so heavily criticised and why there's so much burden, why we put burdens on individuals to carry the culture. I think that's a valid conversation. So it's valid to say, actually, why are we putting a burden on Megan and Cardi B to carry the culture when there's multiple rappers out there, male rappers, who say as crude as crass things in their songs All and the they're not as publicly wide there's not as much public widespread criticism of them yeah. as but we're, the not, we're, not, we're not saying anything different this this conversation valid to have but the point is at the end of it if someone else is like well actually you know i really like it done like you can't be like oh see this is this is the problem what, what, with our society on? it's the problem with our culture yeah like we're trying to have this conversation and there's too many people who just see it as a yeah um, they, 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 they just normalize it, and this is why the black. No, I but get they're allowed the, to. Yeah, Go but on. it's the point. Like the, the 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 debate always breaks down into right. This is my opinion, and every other opinion it, it doesn't work. But I'm not saying that's what you're doing, Nezzy. But this is how Twitter works, right? That's why we had the camps where they're like, "Well, all this is this is definitively." Um, anti-feminist or this is definitively crass or definitively crude or this is definitively anti-woman because we're critiquing uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Megan. For sure. like all of those things can be true right well, I think my point was that that the problem I have with Twitter at the moment is that there isn't room for multiple for, for people to consider multiple that actually, opinions things one well, multiple opinions and two that things are not always as clear as this is completely progressive or this is completely non-progressive actually i think there's there are elements of of uh whoopee and gushy or whatever it is that are you know progressive and there are elements that i find not progressive and i think it's okay to acknowledge that and then the idea of why does everything have to be progressive everything doesn't have to be but like you know as a, as somebody from me personally when i choose to consume content i i think quite carefully about the content i consume i know everybody's not the same I come from a very specific context, which is that, especially as part of my faith context, I am careful about the imagery and about the stuff I put in front of me. And so, therefore, when I think about things, I think about about how it impacts me and impacts people around around me. 
So when I critique something, I critique it with that in mind. And that's not everybody. Some people are just like, I'm, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, but I'm saying for think... me, personally, I have a context in which I think about what impact it has in the wider culture. And that's how I critique things. And for me, there were elements of it that were positive and there were elements of it that were not. That's it. Yeah. And I, yeah. And my, my thing is, I think the, only, the problem with a conversation like this would be if you have more energy for these, for Megan and Cardi B, than you have for any of the male rappers. Because for me, I didn't really make, I didn't make a big deal out of this because I, why would I? There's so much content I disagree with on a, on a regular basis. I don't agree with like majority of drill music. I just, I think some of it, like when I say agree with it, it's not even for me to agree with, but I think it is in some ways can be harmful. But at the same time, I acknowledge that this is, they're just making music about where they came from. So I don't want to censor it. But at the same time, I do think it can be damaging for kids to listen about how people man got chefed up i think that i don't think that's that's helpful but at the same time i'm not i don't know i don't need to consistently always uh, yeah always put a so i understand what you're saying today to a point like you don't always need to keep saying to everybody uh you know this is terrible this is terrible and let people have their own judgment or what they want to do on something i think to me what i think is important and i think this is maybe where conversations and this is not to do with megan and cardi b's it's not their problem but i think this is a problem maybe for social media companies in that and it's just tricky one people like the fact that kids can just access this content is a bit mad to me like that's and that is it's just i feel like that point is equally as irrelevant as the this has set feminism back however many years because if we're gonna say if we're gonna start like advocating or arguing that we shouldn't make content in case kids see it how about we advocate no, no, no. that parents police their kids and monitor the content that their kids watch like this like as much as this video or this um worship and prayer song doesn't quite resonate with you guys or doesn't quite land with you guys that that song is represents a lot of other people and i think when you look at society as a whole it would be ignorant of us to to think or to argue that it shouldn't have been um shouldn't have been done or that it doesn't represent anybody because there is an audience that it speaks to and we have to accept that that audience is not children parents need to police what their kids are watching in the same way that i wouldn't want my child to watch an Eminem video or listen to an Eminem song I wouldn't watch want them to watch worship and prayer yeah yeah exactly but I think you're I get what you're saying but that's not really I don't think I don't think you I don't think you like everyone everyone can represent how they want to be represented in society I think if Cardi B Megan that's what's in their spirit to create then they should obviously feel free to create it I, I don't I mean I don't there's lots of content that I don't consume because it's not it doesn't speak to me but I don't mean I don't yeah, but then that's why, I that's why that. they're saying why can't we just if content's not for us why can't we just face our front why do we have to have a whole conversation around it that for because me it impacts culture because it impacts culture and it impacts how it, people things don't happen in a vacuum so art isn't created in a way that doesn't impact the people around especially when it's when it's that popular and it's that widespread like you can see how culture is connected to music and how that shapes cultures. Like, yeah. even if you look at hip hop culture as a whole and how that's shaped young black people in terms of a lot of stuff, we can't then argue that just because something's created and it's musical and it represents something, we can just face our front. Like, I don't, I don't think that 
that I don't think that rings true to especially our experience as black people especially in terms of how music is such a big part of our lives mm. and how it shapes our cultures I think we should be free to talk about it but I do think we need to talk about it in a way that acknowledges that again as I said things aren't usually as binary as been all negative or all positive there's usually elements of both and also that it will be received differently by different people and that different people will different I don't Megan Megan doesn't represent me but there yes there are people who Megan and Cardi B represent and they deserve to have their voices heard as well absolutely I'm not saying they should never make the content yeah, yeah exactly which is why I'm not yeah go on to sorry go on today Sorry, if we if we look at music as well like just anyone with a basic knowledge of the history of music knows how for for most conservative and most like um proper values the various styles of music that have come through all the way from jazz through to rap through to um punk rock whatever yeah that yeah. were outside of the proper values have just been seen that way because in the time it felt out and it felt it felt weird and out there so i get that for some people it is a yeah it's going to influence the culture but realistically this is just how progress and change happens it's just a natural part right you have more women like megan and cardi who are more confident in their sexuality who are more confident in just showing it and enjoying it like being you you've had you've had men singing songs about this for however long right and now all it is is a shift now where women no longer feel embarrassed they no longer feel like they have to be uh enclosed about their sexuality they have to be polite and proper and not talk about sex or not talk about why they enjoy it or whatever like it's no longer something that's done to women it's something that women take part in right and there's there's the benefit of it and i get like you say for some of us it's not gonna be it's not gonna be our cup of tea you know what i mean some of us prefer to sit and still be listening to to brandy the vocal dictionary right <laughs> bible but anyway go on dictionary bible should be both of them at a to z in their rule books relax bro um <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> properly put some respect on anyway go on um but yeah i think there's <laughs> The, the, the problem I see with it, and it's just in the way Twitter discourse happens, because everything is in absolutes. And it's just, it's, I don't know if I'm, I'm just getting cynical and old and tired, but it just feels tired and played out. Like, it's very possible with the, with the huge breadth of music and the huge breadth of artists out there, that you can sit and you can listen to, to anybody. Yeah, you can you can have your um, let's say your thing is the the Megans. Um, I can I can sit and I'll be like, yo, um, let me do Taylor Parks today, or let me do uh, I don't know Tiana Major Nine, right? Like if that's if that's your thing and that's your style, that's the type of thing you'll listen to. Go through. It's okay to say, actually, it's not my style. It's not something I would listen to. But if it then descends into an argument, it just feels weird to sit and be stuck going, oh, this thing that I actually have no intention of listening to or um, hearing about or actually engaging with, let me put all this energy into explaining why I'm not going to engage with it. Yeah, I think that exactly, like the, the whole narrative, the whole approach for me is so played out because 
it's exactly you said everybody and their mum literally has been making content like this forever and nobody's not nobody but it's never been this kind of level of discourse like half of those well let think that was the same thing I didn't didn't catch any of that. No, basically, she said when Little Kim came out, it was the same thing. Basically, this this sort of thing has been happening. I think this conversation happens, like, this conversation happens every, I feel like every time, like, every few years or every couple of, whatever, there's a very sexually explicit song that comes out or a very sexually explicit video. By a woman. By a woman. woman, And the same conversation happens. And when rap, when hip hop first started, like, when NWA started, the, the same conversations were happening about some of the stuff they were saying. The same conversation about drill. Yeah, the same conversation about drill and these conversations kind of happen like periodically every couple of years. And to be honest, the same things get said by the same people, essentially. And I just think now the conversation is actually more polarised than it was maybe five, ten years ago because of how prominent feminism is on on Twitter and, and a particular type of feminism. But the same conversations happen quite frequently. And it is what it is. Like people will decide what they, you know, how they feel about it but then i mean what i don't yeah, know like, guys are saying it's tired we've had a conversation about famalam and and we've both with all we've all probably been in, in agreement in terms of that content not being whatever but the point is you could arguably say the same thing that kind of content gets comes out again periodically every couple of years someone comes out with a sketch about black people or something to black people that's actually quite offensive and there's a group of people who say it's funny these people are speaking from their experience why can't you just let them be okay like no but no but I'm that's misconstrued because for Famalan, what we're saying is you're not speaking from your experience and your inaccuracies are offensive. For WAP, we're saying if it doesn't represent you, Keep face your front. It's not, it's not that it's, offen- it's not offensive or are you arguing that it is offensive? No, but I'm saying some people do it's see offensive it as to offensive. some people, of course. And some people do see it, especially some, some women see it as offensive. And I'm saying with Famalan, there are some people... I saw some Jamaicans in in the comments, Jamaicans who were like, I do not find this offensive. And some of you need to find a sense of humor. And if you don't like it, create your own content that you feel is positive. Why do you guys have to be to like overanalyze and be so woke about everything? This and it's not exactly the same, but I'm saying it's a similar you can have these conversations about anything that that is created artistically, that there will be people who find it offensive or people who find it wrong. And there'll be other people who say, chill out stop taking it so seriously yeah so i think where the disconnect is coming is more like it's the it's the type of it's maybe the type of conversation that's happening which is like you, you see what i mean i think i think that's maybe where the, dis, the disconnect is happening right now which is like we've seen something like this happen before blah blah, blah. you've seen women like acting sexually for forever like why why have you now decided to revive the conversation and start saying the same old talking points which i wouldn't I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's useful to necessarily, to necessarily do that. What I do think is there's other conversations that branch off it, which is, but I don't think anyone here is arguing that they shouldn't make this content or that this is not, um, it's, it's not their right to make it. I think we can all agree that they have the absolute right to make it. And I, and no one should keep different energy for them than they do for somebody else. We can agree on that, right? I, I would agree to that. I would say the whole, in addition, I would say the whole negativity is a um, conservative ploy to discredit 
voters who are listening to Cardi B's support of Joe Biden <laughs> in American <laughs> politics. And we got we got to wise up to we these. We got wise up. They trying to divide us. Think again, my brother. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, absolutely. That's why I, I think I think the the whole yeah that yeah man. There's there's worse things. There's again there's worse things that we could be we could be talking like could be critiquing like the A level results fiasco. We could critique that. <laughs> now that's something to get outraged about. <laughs> that government like ruins. Oh my word! I mean. Thank God they changed their minds. I think at the time of when I came up with this, had they changed their minds? I think they had. They had at that They point. had, yeah. Yeah, they did. I, I, mean, I, wrote, I wrote the question, should Gavin Williamson resign? But I don't think, it's not even a conversation. I'm sure no one disagrees with me. If they do, I'm kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I just think, can you believe what happened? Like to me, I was thinking back to my A-level times. You know, if they tried to give me, if they tried to make me go oh. for D. Bro, I would be burning. I'm not even, I'm not even, ex- people think I'm exaggerating when I say this. I guarantee you, I would be breaking things. I wouldn't allow this yeah. to happen. There's no way you could take my A from me and give me a D. Are you mental? Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, because you know what? When they first said it, they were like on predicted grades. Surely everybody knows that predicted grades are literally just teacher's way of like snitching on you to your parents. Because <laughs> that, I mean, that's like, that's what it was for me in it. All my teachers, even my English teacher was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to get a D, you know. Meanwhile, I've never got a D at an exam in my life. So I think that's actually an interesting, interesting um, thing to bring up about, like, how black, how some black kids in all white schools, predicted grades may not even be, it might even be difficult for them. Like, because obviously we've, we've got, we've gone from like algorithm to predicted grades. But even for some, there are some kids where even predicted grades are still. Would have been underneath. Yeah. But, but yeah, and this, this is the thing, right? Like. I think the trouble was so having having a teacher in the house and actually understanding how all of this worked in terms of coming up with those predictive grades in the first place, those things were like there were there were so many forms they had to fill in to make sure that it was justified it was explained it was um all supported with evidence so you could clearly say this is what the background for it was, and then even then. Be, when you take into account this school that you're at, you have to expect that, okay, actually, you know what, they're probably going to challenge it. So to, to save the effort of trying to go through all of this again, yeah. um, let's, let's, let's kind of bring it, let's bring it down to a realistic grade, right? One that's less likely to get massively challenged, but is also still fair. And it was then when they decided, cool, after all of that, we're just going to let some algorithm that was tested and was called out early that actually this isn't going to work and it's going to disadvantage certain students. Because it doesn't make sense. You can't... Yeah, I, I think it's exactly that. There are so many biases that go into that predicted grade. Like, I just feel like predicted grades aren't even for students. It's just for school reports. And... The education system is institutionally racist anyway. So that's not even going to help our people move forward. So I don't even, I still don't even feel like it's... What would your, yeah, but what would your option have been though? I don't see why they can't sit the test now. So, if I'm, if I'm looking, if I'm looking at um, the, the potential to put things online, 
the main challenge would have been for the type you of subjects that, where bro. you have to. No, no. The the main challenge would have been for no. You can uni students did it. It's definitely possible to have exams online. My point is the challenge would have been in exams where you have to do things like showing your work in, right? Where you have to write down all of your scribblings and your scribblings are taken in as part of the exam. If it's just a right, write the essay or write the answer, and the only thing that's marked is the answer, then you do it the same way you need to manage to. If you need to be able to coordinate and organize, Unis were able to coordinate and organise. Pubs were able to coordinate and organise. And for me, what the government has shown is they've put more emphasis and priority on having a couple of cans than they have the future of children and young people. Like that, so I don't... When you say, like, what's the alternative? There are several. And they should have been talking points much early on. All right, Moda comedian. Well, what I would say is shout, um, no, but hold on, shout out Mo though, because he's doing big things. Not just not just Mo, shout out Munya Munya Chinwawa. I wanna I wanna pronounce his name as well. Like another another black comedian coming through, getting his jokes on, as well as being an actually talented rapper. So if we're gonna be shouting out our, our black comedians. Listen, big up to all Great. Of- I mean Jeannie Ash, I mean come on guys, are we really gonna do this? Hold on. Yeah, we can actually. Yeah, I'm constantly supporting black people. Why aren't you, Harry? Exactly. See, we've given our shout out. This, this isn't just a character I put on. It's me. Okay. Lava Direct. This is 24/7. authentic content. Constantly supporting black people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, so my, my thing is, I, well, I do think it was a win because I think predicted grades were better than the crap that algorithm spat out. That algorithm was, was absolute trash. And whoever came up with it, you lot should be... Well, mm, there's there's smoke for them because you came if you to me if you come up with an algorithm that you know is bad, you should say and maybe they did say, but they didn't. I, I just, they refused to admit that there was anything wrong with it. They said they yeah. weren't going to reverse it, and then suddenly they did. Yeah, no, no, no. What's the number? Obviously, Ofqual came up with it. I'm wondering if Ofqual did. I know that the government said no, it's fine, but I don't know whatever Ofqual said. No, no, no. Gavin Williamson was on record, yeah, telling Ofqual that they weren't allowed to allow for grade inflation as part of the algorithm, right? Grade inflation basically meaning that as time goes on and teachers get better and more used to a curriculum, the, the average grade and the curve is going to go yeah, up. But I think this right. is, an, yeah. And then when it came out and they saw that it didn't adjust for grade inflation, Gavin Williamson was then on all the morning shows being like, yeah, well, Ofcom's algorithm didn't allow for grade inflation, which is how we've ended up with here. So yeah, he set it up. He needs to hold the corn. He needs to hold the L. That whole, honestly, this government is showing time and time again who they are, and we refuse to believe them. There's no, don't it's turn we. around and blame Ofqual. <laughs> don't no. turn around and blame Ofqual for this. No, 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 no. I, I believe the government is the government is the is obviously the main is the main culprit. They 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 obviously, and I think the the interest the interesting thing about this whole thing. When we talk about grade inflation, like I've heard, and it's what older people keep saying, oh yeah, they're just giving away A's and A stars now. I'm like, are you upset because you're not as smart as your kid? That's basically what you're saying. Just be upset. But my thing is, what? how do you think that we've had all these technological advances? Is it because we've become dumber? No, we've become smarter. Like there were things that we, like there's information at our fingertips much quicker. We can gain information a lot quicker than we could before. So... <laughs> 
it makes sense that people are getting better grades. Why wouldn't they? Like, it, it, to me, it's just yeah. it's really, what do you want? People to be getting worse grades? Like, what, I don't even understand what the what that argument is about. Like, you're basically downing these kids' hard work. They, saying, that's why they changed the the system from letters to to numbers. But go I on. Just think, I just think the whole thing is just is is ridiculous. What do you guys think though about the idea that if people are like some of the like med school um, deans and stuff are saying that? They're going to have more dropouts and failures because if kids are getting their predicted grades and it's not what they would have actually got. But that's not how predicted grades work. The point of predicted grades is they look, at, they look at what you have done over the year. They look at what the most likely grade is that you are going yeah. to get. Then they give that as your predicted grades. Now, we know in reality there'll be some biases there where it'll be underneath what they really could have gotten. And there'll be some cases where it's over what you got because you underperform in an exam. But predictive grade is a best estimate of what you would get if you took this exam at the point of view of assessment. Yeah, but if, I think that but the numbers worked out. The numbers worked out that a lot of people predicted grade. Like, there was such a big jump that it's clear that predictive grades in general, I think, end up slightly higher overall i think than what people but how is slightly how high is slightly? Yeah. how high is slightly? Money, huh how high is slightly because that number is I mean, like quite, if it's like 50 percent, then that's bad a statistically significant amount but i think for me what i thought was that actually exams are not perfect measures of people's like understanding of subject anyway because it's it's not. a very specific two hours on a specific day a specific time of year and there's so many variable factors that could affect why you don't do well on in that particular exam on that specific day that you might have done fine at two days later or your pet cat died that morning or you just woke up and you were a bit foggy or you didn't get enough sleep the night before. I, what I think will be really interesting is for them to track the progress of, the, of this cohort of people to see if it actually makes any difference to the outcomes at the end, like if it makes me drastic. Um, difference the outcomes at the end and if it doesn't then I think we could probably safely say that the entire exam system needs a relook in terms of about how it measures people's actual achievement and attainment because I've always thought that really A-levels are quite biased towards people who perform well in exams in exams like I am an I'm a person who loves exams like I perform on exams I hate coursework if A levels were 90% coursework I definitely would have done as well because I just don't tend to do as well at, at, at coursework but there are other people who do really well at coursework and don't do well at exams but because the balance is so skewed towards exams they won't perform as well overall and I think it'll be interesting to see how those students do at university and whether it actually makes a difference because yeah. we, could be missing, we could be missing out all these years on, on groups of kids who have like tremendous potential but I just not, do not examine well on the day but actually in their chosen field of career it might have been perfectly fine if they had their entire year taken into context instead of that specific exam. I, I actually agree with that because I would say the opposite to Nezi, I perform much better um, for coursework when it comes to um, education and learning stuff but that's because I have a nighttime brain. So my peak hours of productivity were never when my exams were. So exams are always like nine. The majority of my exams have always been morning exams. They started at like nine, 11, or the latest one I think was like one. And that for me just isn't it. Like even in my working life at the moment, 
pretty much all of my colleagues know that can like buttons just isn't the one 10 a.m before 10 a first of all i'm not even in the office for 10 a.m but before 11 it's just not i'm grouchy it's just not it so uh, yeah i think that there are so many ways that they could have approached um the grading like finding a solution to gradings and people not being able to sit exams you know looking at coursework would have been one looking at ways for people to sit exams online would have been another like there are so so many the one thing they shouldn't have done is what they did and i feel like that is just the common trajectory with this government the one thing yeah. you didn't and they shouldn't have done, done is what they is did, what you did. like you, you lot just not thinking you're not using common no, no but they are and this this is yeah this is that's the, the, yeah that's the other thing isn't it yeah this is what incompetent because it's not so much that they did the one thing that they shouldn't have done this was never something that i would have thought of like after you ask teachers to do all of that work i'm gonna they are creative this government is mad creative in its wickedness because i cannot have imagined any scenario yeah. The answer to what's the wickedest it. thing you could do. Yeah. It's beyond it. Because who, who, it who went. It felt, it felt, the thing is, it felt malicious. Like, I, people, people are kind of like, they couldn't believe that this government would be that malicious. But no, I don't. I could. And I, it honestly felt, it honestly felt like a deliberate, calculated attempt to meet, to, to basically like, decrease social mobility that's what it felt like to me like a yeah. calculated attempt to decrease social mobility to make sure that kids from certain disadvantaged backgrounds were not going to be like so my mentee um fortunately like he actually did well but like one of his predictive and one of his predictive grades was mad like he got like i don't think he won the same he got like a c for his predictive grade for like a key subject for um medicine and it felt like to me that that particular teacher was being malicious. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in the context, you're like, so hold on, you're like a straight agent in all the subjects, and this person gives you this, knowing that if they give you this particular grade, you you are going to find it incredibly difficult to like achieve your chosen career. Like, why would you do that to somebody unless you're being malicious? Because, like, why would it hurt you to give someone a chance? And that's what it felt like with this government. Like, they were just trying to not give people a chance. I just feel like the same government that tell us to go outside and drink in all the pubs and eat in all the restaurants when there is a global pandemic and the death but also lose weight. Please don't forget but, that. Yeah, but also lose weight. Um, but also stay at home, but don't stay at home, but go to work, but don't go to work. That same government, um, I just can't be surprised by their wickedness. True. Um, but I, I'm going to say something controversial here. That's the one. This is that's the one thing I actually agree with that they got right, or that they they are they need to do. Sorry, they're looking at me crazy, but this I'm gonna actually need to no, this is why it's and it's it's a tricky, it's a sticky one. But they actually need us to go out. They need us to spend money because if they don't, more people will die as a result of the austerity and the 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 result of a financial crash rather than just the virus. That's the problem. That's the problem. 
you, the government now has, because they flopped at the beginning when they should have implemented the strategy hardcore, they should have said at the beginning, we're locking down straight away. We'd have been fine. But when, we didn't do that. So the problem now is they have to now choose between people dying now or people dying later. That is their choice. And so they've said, you know what, go back out. That's the only thing I, that's the only thing I, I think is makes sense because you, at the end of the day, people are saying, oh, yeah, but you, people's lives are at risk. Like you have to lock things down. Like people's lives are more, do you know how beholden the government is to big business and things like that? Like the way that companies are making redundancies all over the shop, they need people to spend. It's, it's crazy, yeah. but that's just the way it is. Mm, I, yeah, I, I I agree that the the they messed up from the jump, like in terms of not locking us down hardcore from the beginning. Um, I would need to think more on whether they've had the right approach at them. It's it's hard to like think about how you rectify something a such a massive mistake. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, such yeah, a like, big so mistake. The line. It's, it's like, such a bad mistake. Because what they're saying is actually what they're saying is actually right. We need you to go out. But don't yeah. go out. We need you to stay in, but don't stay in. Like we need you to yeah. go back to work, but don't go. Like that is the actually the most accurate thing they've said. That's what they need. <laughs> they need us to simultaneously go and spend money while staying yeah. inside so we don't catch the virus. That's actually what they need. You know what? It, I was today years old when I realised this is the first time they ain't lied to us. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's actually what true. They what they really need is just every, and also they need everyone to do it carefully. Because it's like, yeah. you can tell people to go out, but they're banking on people doing it in a way that's safe and sensible. But this country is full of knobheads, to be honest. <laughs> I've not heard that word. It's like, I think, I think so, what would make me feel better about the government is if they did what Tory Lanes also needs to do. And took, the <laughs> took a little pill of humility and just really come on a humble tip of, you know what, guys? I really messed up here and I know we messed up but here's the way we're going to try and we're going to rectify it this, literally honestly honestly that would actually you know, even for me I'd be like you know what I cannot stand these people but at least they've owned it look at him trying to come back from his cancellation <laughs> <laughs> but yeah sorry back to back to the school thing yeah I, I I do think that this government I mean yes intention I think it was intentionally malicious because you look at what happened to Eton in those private schools because it's funny because I actually think back to how it had been for me in school. I probably, banking on the fact that my teachers themselves were not racist, would have probably gotten away with it. I probably would have gotten, maybe got an inflated grade, potentially because I went to a grammar school. So I would have been okay. But I know yeah, my, I from my friends who went, to, my friends who went to like normal schools, but still went to my uni and like one of my, one of my friends who did better than, he got, he came to uni and got like, basically a level grades he got like 85 in his final year like it's a, it's a ridiculous grade to get like but he obviously went to just a normal school they i'm sure he would have been penalized because of the way things wait because of the way things went with that algorithm which is just it's it's crazy to me like and i think i think we need to stop calling it crazy because it's not well first of all it's an ableist term second of all it's it's not like it's just not like these people looking out for their people plain and simple like the the number of company the number of schools that had their grades inflated sorry but that's actually what it is um the number of schools that had their 
the proportion of schools that were private schools or for those high, like top educated lot um, who had their grades inflated was far higher. And the proportion of state schools or schools from uh, areas of lower socioeconomic, um, what's it called, socioeconomic capital or movement, whatever it is, um, who had their grades downgraded was was massively disproportionate and it was upsetting because what it meant was for those students who uh, either were the first in their family to get to uni or who were um, literally only going to get there because they had scholarship offers that were dependent on it or because they had gotten uh, whatever it was that meant it was giving them this opportunity to actually progress and advance like they were stripped of those opportunities by the algorithm yeah i agree 100 percent with all of the above it's yeah yeah so i'm still spun by that ableist thing but um no no i, th- I think tin is actually right i think you think it's right i mean i think it's i think it's overkill i think it's too bit dark but then i'm not i am i don't suffer from mental illness so it's not my place to say whether it's ableist or not. And if people who suffer mental illness find that word hurtful, it's just a word. I can find another word to use. I have to think of a creative one that says, is nuts, is nuts ableist? Because a nut <laughs> is a fruit well, of a tree. Yeah, but crazy is, is it has a different dictionary definition I've, as well. But it's, you know, whatever. No, you, can I say just, you're cra- I know. you can say you're crazy about someone. But I'm I guess it's is that ableist? Crazy in love. Draws it can't sing it no more. Can we mute? No. Is that a thing? Can we do that? Uh, do what? Press a button for that. As always, as I'm always. I'm trying to think of stopped. all the songs. Oh, do you know what? Sorry, this is gonna. This is a segue into another conversation, right? So, Brandy obviously released a fantastic. Oh, Brandy. Oh, I've not heard it yet, actually. Oh, Brandy's just. She hasn't. She's gotten better somehow. I don't know how she managed to do it, but she's better, right? Um, so she released this new album called B7. Um, so she's been out of the game for, what, like eight years now? So she's come back. R.I.P. Big Shears, who wrote on it and produced on it as well. And people like Daryl Camper and people like that who wrote on it. Amazing. Um, but there was a bit of a conversation around some of the words that she used on it. Because there was the whole sort of... I think she in Borderline, she says, I don't want to go schizo this time. I think in one other song she says, um, my mind is my mind is in retarding or retarded or something. And then some stand said it was like, this is a it's a phrase used by um, I don't know, it's like a star sign astrology phrase. And I was like, okay, are you sure about that? <laughs> but okay, fine. They were just trying to defend her. But it was um an interesting, yeah, it was an interesting conversation about just like, I don't know you know how in art like people can yeah people obviously people can make whatever art they want but I know that we're all becoming more and more sort of aware of some of the things and how they can come across right but I I do think that sometimes and it doesn't just apply to this but do you think that sometimes there's a there are sometimes things that people do that they talk on behalf of an oppressed group let's say and and basically say that they find this term, th- this is an offensive term, but no one from that 
most people from that group or majority of people don't find it offensive and then also it's like how many people have to be offended about a term for it to be sort of not used you know what i mean one. like say one person one person if somebody says no if somebody says they find something offensive it is absolutely not your place to argue with them yeah that is my as i said earlier I've, i even said it earlier today like that is my stance if somebody says they this represents them or they find this offensive or they do or don't like that call, i i can comment on my life and me and i should face my front so for me to cause offense it needs one person because the opposite of that as i see it is me as a black woman says oh actually i find this offensive and to somebody who's white and they say oh well actually i spoke to this other black person and they said it wasn't so yeah, and this doesn't actually matter what anyone else said. I said we do with our friends and family, right? So let's say, let's say, like I swear, but I don't swear around my fam around my parents. I definitely yeah. don't swear as much around Rachel because she finds she doesn't like it. And it's it's a simple thing, right? Even if it's not offensive to you, mm-hmm. it's a very little thing that you can do as a courtesy to your fellow person. But see that. I don't understand, but then do you, do you see how that that changes though? Because like yeah, I'm, you're saying, I'm not going to say that to you, but I think it's it's tricky then when you apply it to something like art or something like okay. that. Because so I might the, say like, yo, I'm not going to use the word. Creating art. If you're creating mm-hmm. art or you're making content, you have a responsibility to be representative of your audience. So, as a content creator, you should take every precaution to not cause offence. And if somebody mm-hmm. who is part of your fan base, if somebody who is part of your fan base ha- is offended by something that you say, that is, it's then your prerogative to either lose that fan or to engage with what they said. It's not on you to say, well, you can't be offended because it's not on you to tone police how they feel. And that, I think, I think, I think, yes, but I think at the same time, I agree. Okay, I actually agree with Boston. So I think it's not your place to say, tell them not to be offended. I think it is your place to say, I, I don't find it offensive to me. It's not offensive to me, and I'm not continuing using it. For example, the N word. There are lots of black people who don't like the use of the N word in any context, even from other black people. But there's loads of black people who create content with the N word because they've decided they don't find it personally offensive because they're part of that group. And I think that's the difference. If you're part of that group, mm. then you can kind of pretty much do what you want. So if a gay person wants to use the F word in their art, it's not for me to tell them that it's offensive because I am not gay. So it's not my place to speak on that. So if, another gay, if another gay person finds it offensive, they want to have it out, that's their conversation. That's not anything to do with me. In a here, sense here. of... In a sense, I do think, though, for example, Tunde sent a list of things that are considered um, offensive. Disability like related terms with negative connotations. Disability terms. I do think, for example, we also need to, like, when these lists are made, like, who's made this list? Who's put it on this list? For example, like, the idea that addict is an offensive term is weird to me because it's just like a description, like, you're addicted to something. Uh, like I don't understand like 
do you see what I mean? I'm like, I'm like who's, who has made this list? Is this because people, and is this, this, this made by somebody, uh, an academic somewhere who's decided this, this is, is this what generally people who are, have a drug or alcohol misuse problem say? No, I could, I could absolutely see how somebody with, somebody who suffered with an addiction or is battling an addiction would be offended if the word in if the word addict was used in common parlance as like a throwaway dis- disregarded term yeah you but, know it what? Is, I do with that. but it is i think i think it is it's using that word i just say oh like i'm addicted to you i'm no, addicted to like right. I, yeah right. i can see how that that minimizes they're an addict not I'm people say, yeah people might say yeah i'm an addict to whatever people say that like, no, people can say i'm addicted right but the point is right you look at someone let's say someone is struggling with drug abuse right and we know mm-hmm. as nezi as a doctor look at it and you know that what you want to do is to treat them and help them with that addiction mm-hmm. right but we know that the way society works is instead is used as that it's used as a form of attack going, okay, yeah, but he's an addict. So quite frankly, what what benefit are they bring into things? Surely they should be treated like this. Surely, surely it should be something that you actually shun. Why are we why are we wasting money on addicts and that? Right. It's it's about the connotation behind it, right? But that's what I'm saying. So it's it's definitely the context in which so for example, on this list is also patience. As in the word patience. Like that person is a patient. That's what I'm saying. Like, who makes this list? Who made this and, list? And, 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 and there's so many, like, there's so many, for example, they've put, um, there's ones that are very universally, I think, agreed by most most of us who are, like, empathetic, caring people. Like, a word like schizo or, like, you know, retarded. I would never use those words. They're obviously, like, very offensive. Which especially people, and, like, That's very clear. But something like patient, a little bit, a little bit more nuanced there. Something like addicts, a bit more, where is it? Or you know even something like um but i, th- I, I think there's, 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 there's just definitely i just think when it comes to these things there's things that are very obvious and there are things that are not so obvious and the people that i think it needs to come from and the people who are actually part of that community if the majority of people in that community are very clear they don't want that word used like for, i think for example i heard that eskimo is like an offensive word to describe people who are inuits I had no idea before, but as soon as I saw that and I saw loads of them co-signing it, I was just like, okay, cool, yeah. I just it's not hard to just use the word in you instead. It's not like a big deal. But shall I take so the other but the other thing I would say as well, with mental health, we have to remember as well, mental health one is a, is a spectrum, is a very wide and broad church. Like for me, there's things that I've suffered with in regards to mental health. Like I've had anxiety or like whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? That it, it's tricky to just kind of because when you say part of that community, it's, it's, it's all very, like, relative. And, like, so I think maybe, in fact, the mental health thing is probably a bit different. But what I would say, yeah, that, that what I would say, though, as a base point, which we can probably all agree on, is that if somebody doesn't like a certain term being used towards them, just don't use it around them. Like, yeah. it's, the, it's that simple. I and think I, that's, I think that's the, it's, the, it's the openness for correction. Like, I accept mm-hmm. that there will be nuance. There'll be situations where you're like, okay, I don't fully understand it, but I'd like to understand more. But given that I know that this offends you, I it's, it's use it. Keep it moving. Moment to just not use. It. Yeah, it's not that deep. I'm sorry, actually. I, I like. I actually don't agree with what you said, Harry, because 
if we take, for example, the recent conversations around Black Lives Matter movement and how a lot of that has been centered around how we need allies and how we want people to speak up on our behalf. I actually don't agree that it takes a person from that community to say this is offensive. I think actually anybody could call it out. I think the reason no, no, yeah, yeah, sure. the reason and the context is important and I think there are nuances. Yes, I agree to that, but I do think anyone could call it out. No, but what no, I no. But it, it, it would have to originate from someone from that community. Yeah, well, what community. I'm saying is, it's be, white people can't come and tell me that, that. So I've seen white people say the word nigger is offensive in any circumstance and should not be used by anybody. It's not for you as a white person to tell me as a black person that the word nigger is offensive in any circumstance. It's for us to decide that. It's not for you to decide that. I think if you, can tell, you can tell the white person not to use the word nigger, fine. But you can't come to another black person and say that they shouldn't use the word nigger. That's not for you to decide. Even if you're even if all 10 of your black friends have said that they find the word nigger used by a black person offensive, it's not for you to go and tell another black person that word is offensive in any context. It's just not for you to say that. It's not my place to tell, to tell uh, disabled, uh, someone who suffers from schizophrenia and calls themselves schizo that um, you can't use that word in any circumstance. It's always offensive. I don't, I don't suffer from that on this. So it's, not from, it's not for me to... No, I don't even say suffer. I, don't even, I can say suffer. I don't live with that with that particular mental health problem. So it's not for me to tell that person they can't use that word to describe themselves. It's up to them. I think everything that, I, I think one, like number one rule, people should face their front anyway. So you shouldn't be telling anybody what they should or shouldn't be doing. But, and I think, but I do think that if a white person points out to anybody that oh actually that term could be offensive by this person so I would defer not to use it that is always a valid point for you to say you shouldn't use it and for you to dictate what somebody else does with their mouth and their life that's a different story but for you to say oh actually having looked into this or um I, I think I'd like to flag that this word could be could cause offense to this group of people and here's why so i defer not to use it that is information that is a sentence worth sharing not yeah, but, but then you don't, do you not see the difference i'm not i'm not i think we agree i think what i'm saying is if i as a black person for example use the n-word and a white person says to me that is an offensive word for you to use but that's not what i'm saying people should do that's the distinction i was trying to make like i'm not saying that people should um point it out in a way to demand that someone else corrects their behavior that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that the sentence the 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 thought is worth sharing because it gives everybody around you the opportunity to correct their behavior that is their problem that's on them yeah okay and i like i like again i disagree i don't think as a white person your thought is worth sharing on the n-word to any black person to be honest I just think it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not your, it's not your place to share that thought. I just feel like, for me, I know that's my rule when it comes to certain groups. It's not my place to share that thought. If, 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 if someone from a certain group wants to use a word that is seen as offensive towards them, I don't think it's my place to share with them that. That could be seen as offensive by other people in your group. I just don't think it's my place. They're part of that group. I I'm sure they're, added, they're, they're more aware than I would be of what, what it Like, why would I be arrogant enough to think that, that I would know more that they would be, I, they would be less aware that it could be seen as offensive by other people than I would, considering that they're, they're actually in that group, and have probably spent a considerably, like, larger amount of time in that group than I would have. They probably already know and decide they don't care. So, like me saying it is, 
you're like arguing something that I'm not saying because you're adding another level of complexity to it because you're saying a white person telling a black person. I'm not saying that the person who you're telling, you should dictate to people from that group whether you can and can't use the words that are offensive to them. What I am saying is that you do not have to be from a particular group to notice or to call out whether something is going to cause offence. Yes, yeah, it you said that. But I, wasn't, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about in the context um, of well, to, in the person of the group. Okay. Go on. Nah, I'm done. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we're done. The last thing, I'm just going to mention it very, 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 very quickly. I just saw something come up on my feed about, you know, you guys know the songs Rule Britannia and the Land of Hope and Glory. You know the song Rule Britannia, Britannia rule the ways. Well, that's Land right. of Hope and Glory. Okay, Land of Hope and Glory, Mother of the Free. How should we extol thee? We are born of thee. Basically, those songs get sung every time on the last night of the proms. And they're basically very colonialist, awful songs. And... Mm-hmm the gammons are upset because apparently people their plans are cut it in the wake of black lives matter movement so i'm just going on record as thinking that actually they absolutely should to have a song that says rule britannia britannia rules the waves britain never ever shall be slaves makes me want to just go up to down the street and blow the whole thing up so they should get rid of it i think we all agree i think me and both agree i think we all agree let's let's start i mean but just just for the record, because we won't be blowing anything up. Sorry, yeah. that was that was just that was just. Oh tarry. no, sorry, I was joking. <laughs> what? Yikes! Yeah, the the views the views shared by Harry Tubman <laughs> do not represent the yeah. Tales from <laughs> podcast. Did you, see, did you see how we even tried to say at the end there as well, like, oh yeah, I'm sure we all agree. Like, if I go down, we all go down. Like, <laughs> oh, no, that's it, Guy Fawkes thing. I'm joking, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I have no designs of doing that. No. Um. Yeah, Harry, but, Harry, Harry, what are those blue blue flashing lights outside your window? <laughs> well, on that note, because uh, I've got to go. Um, <laughs> Tales from the Plantation, Volume Thirty Three. We're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.